393-8255. Please don't hesitate to call. Uh, If you're shy, you also can submit questions to our website at estabrooksonline.com backslash radio. And we have some questions uh, in the queue here so that... If, you ha- if you're not calling in, we have something to talk about. But we also have Ray DeFeo from Pride Corner Farm here uh, as a guest. Welcome, Ray. Thank you, Tom. Well, it's uh, great to be here this morning. Thanks for having us. Um, you know, we, w- we wanted to bring Ray in because uh, they're our biggest supplier. And uh, as it's spring, Pride's Corner Farm uh, supplies a lot of perennials, trees, shrubs, roses, uh, all kinds of stuff for you folks that, uh, you know, is forced on for us. Um, we've been receiving trucks week in and week out from them. Uh, the product is looking amazing, but wanted to kind of give you kind of an idea of what's going on down at their farm and how busy they are and how important it is you let us know what you need as soon as possible so that we can get it on trucks and get it here for you. So, Ray, give us a little history of Pride's Corner and, and also the history of you. Um, you know, I know you've you've lived in Maine here. You're unfortunately have moved to Connecticut now that you've taken a sales manager position, but uh, give us a little history of Pride's Corner. Yeah, Pride's Corner has been in business for over 30 years now. Um, it's We do have one of the largest selections of material in the Northeast. Um, the wide range of woody trees and shrubs, along with the perennials, uh, roses, ground covers, and we do our herbs and vegetables now also in a full line of fruits. It's great to be able to, you know, provide enough material for all homeowners, you know, throughout the Northeast. We grow plenty of hardy material. Um, it's been growing. You know, Pride has been adding to our line. We now have over 2,000 different varieties of plants that we grow. So it it's challenging but fun. Absolutely. Uh, and the one thing I will say about you as a supplier, you're very, you know, it's a family-owned business, you know, um, just like we are. Um, same type of morals and, and uh, you know, pride that they take in in every single plant that you guys grow um but let's talk about because you have some some branded lines also um so you know one thing is jeepers creepers ground covers you know a lot of our customers know them by name but what's kind of the premise of why we've got this collection of ground covers under this name well the the jeepers creepers ground covers are a great line because they you know they're tried and true they Mm -hmm. they can handle some foot traffic uh, they can handle all kinds of different situations, and that's how they're set up. Whether it's sunny areas, shady areas, and it's they're they're there, so it's um, you know a, a great line to to answer any questions or problems that a the homeowner will come up with in their gardens. Whether it's around patios or whether it's a, under shady areas where they just need to to cover large areas where they don't want to see all the mulch or something like that. We're Keep the weeds down, too. Absolutely. So, you know, jeepers are great in those little nooks and crannies of, of uh, patios and, and, and stone walkways. Um, the biggest issue I always have is customers don't leave enough space in those walkways <laughs> to get a, a three- or four-inch pot in there. So, when folks, when you're designing your your um, designs, if you're thinking about putting plants in your patios or in your in your walkways, Come and see us at the garden center. It's really important that we talk about those things before, you know, don't build the patio and then think about plants second. Well, even if they do, uh, there's certain varieties in that line that that can be even cut in half. I mean, they're tough enough and they can take that dry uh, mix of that's going to be in with your patio base. So, the, again, go with the right plant for that spot and you can definitely fill those smaller nooks if they haven't left enough room at this point absolutely um and and pink ribbon plants let's face it um breast cancer movement is such a huge thing and and we've come a long way as far as you know uh helping that cause um it's it's a line that i am committed to um we've been bringing pink ribbon plants in for years now and um i think the the variety list has grown so much in that line which is great it it has um again being a a family business that prides is we've tried to find a lot of different um, ways to give back uh, and with our l- different programs of plants and pink ribbon has been one that we were 
thinking of phasing out, but from our customers like you and from your customers, we found that there was still a strong support for it. Mm-hmm. So we did. We we actually looked at the program and revitalized it. We brought in some new varieties. We've lurk, looked for new genetics that would provide plants that were, were good for the homeowner, easier to care for. You know, Some of them are more compact, so it's fitting those smaller gardens. And the, there's lines now that have pink flowers through hybridization that you know, can add to this line. So we have plants that will bloom all season from the hellebores, which have bloomed through April and March, and ones that will be blooming in the fall. So there's, you can have pink color in your garden all year. And there's nothing better than pink in the garden. Let's face it, it's one of the staples in our garden. Um, pink ribbon plants, you know, are are a great cause. Um, Pride's Corner gives back to which organization? We give to Breast Cancer Research Foundation. Okay. And, and we also have worked um, in helping, you know, do pink days so that you can tie in with a local, you know, cause with each garden center. Right. And uh, we also support the Cancer Community Center here in uh uh, South Portland uh, is our local foundation that we work with typically for breast cancer on multiple causes throughout the year, not only pink ribbon plants, but other things that and promotions that we do. So, um, you know, Pride's Corner is kicking in their piece to a, a bigger foundation. Uh, we're doing something more on the local end. So, you know, I think a lot of these programs or, or branded plants, um, including American Beauties, we'll talk about that you know, we're trying to give back, you know. We are, and that's, you know, again, we've looked for different causes, you know, broad-based. And again, with Pink Ribbon, we were able to find this with Breast Cancer Research Foundation that they give locally in grants to organizations like the one you're supporting. Mm -hmm. So again, we can work on it with a broad base of our customers, and then we can also... Uh, you know, you can work locally, so it's a great tie-in all around. Absolutely. And American Beauties is a native line. Right. There's a lot of people, there's a growing interest in native plants. And again, it's native to the Northeast That's is what right. we handle. Um, plants don't know state boundaries, so a right. lot, some of them are native to Maine, but some of them are native a little further out. But they handle our conditions. And it that's what we, we work with. Native plants are great for the, the native, you know, insects and native animals. Um, and there's a lot of great native plants. And with that, we, we tie that in with the National Wildlife Federation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a, you know, a habitat program that people can have their yards certified as a, a wildlife habitat. There you go. I, I think, you know, with American Beauties in particular, we can't stalk everything in that line all the time. So with American Beauties, it's important that you visit the garden center consistently because that line changes almost every week or, or two weeks or three weeks because things kind of come on. And by doing that, you will add color, texture, and and more fruit and, and whatnot into your yard throughout the year. Right. And uh, the... That program's based on four different gardens. You can develop a, a butterfly garden, a bird garden, a rain, rain garden, or a shade garden. Because the you know not all two yards are the same. In- <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Especially here in Maine. Oh, yes. So we have you know different ways of, of treating it. Some of those plants will work in more than one of those gardens. But yes, they, you know, again, you want to plan for all year. So don't just look at what's blooming one weekend in a garden center. Go back and forth and, and, you know, go into the garden centers more often and and work with uh, the plants that are in bloom at that time. Great. Well, we're going to take our first call. Wow. Live. First call. We got Diane. Uh, she's got a question about house uh, transplanting. Hi, Diane. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I, have, I have several large some of peonies that I I would like to move. I have, I'm sorry, but I really can't hear you. Yep. We're having a little technical difficulty here. Uh, We can hear that also. That's the wonder of live. You know, we're uh, experiencing a little bit of technical difficulty. We'll be right back with you. Um, And uh, Ray, Tell me a little bit about um, your history here in Maine. 
Well, I've uh, I've been working in garden centers and landscaping in Maine for over 25 years. Um, it's you know I did recently move back to Connecticut, it's where I grew up, but I Maine is is a has a big part in my heart. Um, so we would call you a transplant. I'm a transplant, <laughs> but you put roots for quite a while. <laughs> I did. It's uh, it's a great place where I raised my our family, and um, you know it. There's a lot of uniqueness to Maine, mm-hmm. um, but it's you know there's a lot of different conditions. I mean, it's it's so unique uh, in the gardening world because the zones for plants change quickly. You know, from the seacoast, you know, it doesn't take long before you. You start changing to what plants you can use, and each yard has their little microclimate. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I always work on trying to challenge people to find what's in their yard for climates, and you can really challenge use different plants that you may not think you know you could have used before. Uh, it's um, you know you don't have to have what's in your neighbor's yard in your yard. There's right. plenty of other choices out there. Um, you know, it's uh, I I know the challenges of Maine, uh, having landscaped here and lived here. So. I think that's a huge attribute for um, Pride's Corner, you know, just because you have been able to give a bunch of input into plants that really work for here. And so the expansion of varieties have been wonderful that we've got access to now. Well, it is. You know, we you know Pride's covers a very large area. We, <laughs> yes, we, ship, they do. Uh, we ship out as far as Michigan, as far south as Virginia. Uh, so we have to grow plants that are going to cover all those areas. And I I have worked, at, you know, we try to bring in more plants that are definitely hardy for the Northeast. We've brought in, you know, everybody used to only have Reliance peaches because that was the right. hardiest peach. Now we have Canadian Harmony and we have Madison, which are both other Zone 4 hardy peaches. So right. we've worked at bringing in plants that are hardy for the the far north or northern regions right right well i guess we've got diane back diane are you good there? morning ah good morning. that's much better <laughs> good um, morning you are the first caller on our show well isn't I'm that exciting early, i'm up to, yes it is exciting <laughs> i have somebody to go to now for some for some answers absolutely i have several large peony that i would like to move Okay. I would like to know if I can move them this time of year. I've heard I shouldn't move them until the fall. But I really need to move them, and I would like to divide them as well. Okay. So um, peonies, they're best moved in the fall. Um, but with that being said, I think you can go ahead and move them as a larger clump now. Um, they obviously probably haven't pushed up very far at this point, if at all, right? No, not at all. Mother Nature's been helping us staying cold, unfortunately, but uh, this is a positive for you. Um, I think I think the big thing is dig that clump and move it if you need to, but then let's fall. Maybe we'll lift it and divide it then. You think that's a good idea, Ray? That, that's probably a good idea, yeah. You, you're probably just starting to see the eyes poke through a little bit right now. So, yeah, if you, you know, go out far enough away from it as as big a clump as you can lift and handle Diane so that you can get as many roots so you're not disturbing it too much and you probably will still get the flowers on it this year by doing it that way yeah i think i think that's probably the thing i mean if you have to divide it it is what it is but i think your loss is going to be much higher at this point if you were to divide it maybe divide it just in half don't try to get too aggressive um you know because i think what you will will happen is you're going to actually lose a lot more of the plant is that something that recovers or you lose it for one season um you know peonies are one of those things that i think you know they like to be in a place long term they get bigger and better with age so you don't want to divide peonies very often um, probably every five to seven years at the most. Um, otherwise, you really lose a lot of you know, eyes and stems and, and whatnot, wouldn't you say, Ray? Yeah, you may see it. It might be the flowering might be a little weaker for the first year or two when you divide it. Uh, the biggest key now, too, when you move it is water it well. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to, especially this year, it's been very dry. So you want to make sure you keep that watered so that the you know the the roots are going to be damaged a little bit it's not going to hurt it too much but you need to get enough water to it so that it can 
it's in the process of growing now, so it really is going to need that water. Okay, and what about amending the soil for peony? What would they like most? Compost, compost, compost. Um, you know, obviously use, mix that with the soil that, that's uh, in the hole. Uh, don't put it straight as a backfill. Um, but compost gives you nutrients and organic matter. Um, probably a root stimulator would be good also. Um, rock phosphate is something I would always recommend. Um, it's a natural occurring phosphate, um, so it doesn't leach into the soil or, or run off like other phosphates. Um, and that will help build root system. And how is that applied? That's applied as a granular. It's a spoma. Um, you know, you just top dress it right over the top. Every time you water, it will release right into the soil. Perfect. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for being our first caller. First Thank caller. You. Thank you. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, you're listening to The Joy of Gardening on uh, News Talk WLOB. We know you have lots of choices when buying plants and garden supplies. But wouldn't you rather come to someone at your local garden center where you know us and we know you? Someone who knows Maine soil, Maine's climate, and knows what plants will thrive here. Someone who will make sure you find what you're looking for here or at one of our other independent garden centers. We support each other and work together to satisfy you. Wouldn't you rather come to your local garden center? We're the independent garden centers of Maine at maineigc.com. Do you have planting insurance? You can with Biotone Starter Plus from Mespoma. It's the ultimate starter plant food, and you can use it for everything you plant. Just mix it in with the soil. It works like three products in one to guarantee your success, even in poor soils. The secret is a special blend of natural organic plant food, beneficial microbes, and mycorrhizal fungi. The result is that plants grow faster, roots grow deeper, and flowers and vegetables become more abundant. Maintain your plants with the Tones, a full line of organic plant foods including Holly Tone, Plant Tone, and Rose Tone. There's a tone for almost every tree, shrub, flower, or vegetable. Best of all, every Espoma product is safe for people, pets, and the environment. Look for Biotone Starter Plus at your local garden center and visit espoma.com videos for product info and valuable gardening tips. Espoma, a natural in the garden since 1929. Welcome back to The Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. Uh, I'm Tom Estabrook, and we are live. Uh, if you have a question, please call 775-1310 or toll-free at 877-393-8255. Uh, we just talked with Diane, had our first call. How exciting. Very exciting. Um, you know, let's talk a little bit about Home Run Rose. It's kind of a, a, a new hit on the scene, uh, we've had it for a few years, but um, I would say it it, it rivals uh, knockouts. It does. Again, it um, roses have been tough, especially here in Maine. There, there's not a lot of them that will handle the winners. Um, so there's been a lot of work in the landscape type roses, which Home Run is part of the shrub rose, uh, and it's got a real bright vibrant bright color mm-hmm. uh with the the yellow center so it, it gives a little bit of contrast very hardy uh grows well in most conditions uh needs sun for to get your your flowers on it but it's uh doesn't get too tall mm. but it does fill out nicely so it makes a nice statement in the in the landscape all summer long right and i would say like you know, knockouts have called themselves red but they're really not. They're they're not as deep a red as right. home run. Home run really they home run really has that bright red color. Right. Uh, there's so many different shades of red, and as being men and Tom, we only see red. Where women will see multiple colors, shades of red. I don't believe that. <laughs> well, that's true. I suppose um, there are many shades of red, obviously. But what what I will say is this is a one of the truest reds, but let's talk about shrub roses in general because this has been the area that I think there's been the greatest improvement in roses for Maine. There has. Uh, you, know, you don't get that single large tea-like rose flower, hmm. but you get multiple 
smaller flowers on the plant so you you get a a real bright shrub in the in the landscape it's you're not looking at the individual flower you're looking at the whole plant when you're looking at a shrub rose right and they're easier to care for they a lot of them have been bred to be more resistant to some of the typical problems that roses have had like mm-hmm. black spot um so they they're again easier to care for you're not out there fussing over them as much as you would a tea rose or a grandiflora rose. Right. They, they they have less fragrance, but typically the fragrance is kind of what brings in the Japanese beetles and, and, and some of those problems. So, you know, the shrub roses, I think, there's so many colors. There's everything from oranges to pinks to lavenders to white. Uh, you there, name it, there, there is a color now. There is a color, and they're changing every year. They they keep coming more and more. Uh, and they're single flowers. They're double flowers. Right. So you can get a lot of shades of those different colors. And it seems to me that now we have different sizes. There are, like, ground cover roses that, that like the drifts and, and uh, some of those. And then there's intermediate size and, and like, the knockouts. And, and then there's larger ones, like, you know, the knockouts and, and, and the, the world. So Yeah, the rugosas uh, are going to be in that category of right. the larger shrub roses. Uh, the pavement series, which has rugosa as a parent, a little bit smaller than the typical rugosa. But then you have your... Your flower carpets and your drifts for the the low, you know, if you have a hillside that you don't like to mow and you want to cover mm-hmm. it with something, those work well, uh, as, as, along with the drifts. Um, and I think pruning on these roses, that's one thing I want to talk about. You can take the head shears to these things. You don't have to be so delicate like some of these old-fashioned roses with a specific, you know, take it back to the second five leaflet and all this stuff. You can be a little more aggressive. It, it, you can be a little more aggressive on them. Yeah, uh, it's just they don't like to be shaped like a a, a round ball <laughs> or a hockey puck. Though, uh, let let the roses spread. You know, trim them back. You can take a lot off with a head shear, then maybe go in and individually prune just to give it the yeah. the shape. Yeah, yeah. Um, so roses, and we're doing a, a big promotion with Pride's Corner with with independent garden centers in Maine. Let's talk about a little bit of that because we're we're a huge supporter of that. Right. We've uh, you know at Pride's we've been working with independent garden centers and the group here in Maine. And what what uh, Home Run Rose has come out with is tying in with a local uh, minor league baseball team. So we have a day at the Sea Dogs on June 11th where the Home Run Day. The Home Run Roses will be featured. That's right. And hopefully the Sea Dogs will be hitting a lot of home runs that day. Yeah, because we're going to be giving a bunch of roses away if they do that. So, um, you know, make sure and put that on your calendar so that you go to the game. Yep, it should be a fun day, and, you know, we can brighten up all parts of Maine with the Home Run Rose. Absolutely. So Home Run Rose, um, one that we're stalking. Uh, I have seen excellent resistance. We put three in the garden um, about two years ago. Have not done much of any spraying on them. Very little black spot. Um, easy to prune. Uh, huge amount of flowers. Um, so definitely a home run. I would definitely recommend uh, all customers take a look at it at least. If it's not the right shade, there's also a pink. There is a pink. So if you don't like that bright red, there is a pink now. So yeah. as we said, they the hybridizers like working hard with all these plants, and they have come out with a pink home run rose. I'm sure there'll be more colors coming. So, um, you know, Pride's Corner does a lot of perennials and uh one area that i think they've really improved upon are clematis um talk to us a little bit about clematis and and what is new and exciting there well there's a lot of new uh varieties that have come out uh in clematis and we've we've learned a little bit on how to grow them better Mm -hmm. also so we have some very strong uh plants with multiple buds on them already Mm mm-hmm in multiple colors uh there's a new line that'll be coming out too the raymond ellison clematis line that will have uh, again some some new genetics for some of them are are shorter so if you they're not going to sprawl away from you they're less maintenance again a lot of what has been worked on with plants is making it easier for the homeowner to to care for it as when they're busy lives so there's it we don't want gardening to be a chore. We want it to be a hobby and, and be fun for people. And a lot of them are reblooming now. Um, you know, the Raymond Ellison are, are known for their reblooming. 
reblooming and there's different flower sizes you're looking at large flowers small flowers multiple colors mm -hmm. from the blues and there's even going to be a yellow coming out Ooh, yellow so there's there's a lot going on there my the favorite cover jim color jim jim massey our perennial manager in yarmouth always, uh, he's always on me my gosh you have so much yellow i need more blue i need more purple i need you know i love yellow it's <laughs> my favorite color in the garden so um but with clematis we do need to be cautious about frost we do. Uh, you got to be careful with uh, the buds, but and clematis again. Uh, the saying for clematis is hot head, cold feet. So mm -hmm. keep them well mulched. Uh, plant around the base of them, and you should have years of beauty with the clematis. Absolutely. Um, you know what? Are, what are some hot plants that kind of? I know blue meringue lilac has been for a number of years now. And for folks that don't know about blue meringue, let's talk a little bit about that. Blue meringue is the the strongest of the reblooming lilacs there were some older varieties that showed a little bit of a second bloom everybody thinks of lilacs for may and early june but you you get that with blue meringue and then lo and behold you're in your garden late in august and you're getting a second blooming of lilac you you get that fragrance and you look around and there's the blue meringue <laughs> and they've actually come out with a darker one now also so there's going to be a darker purple blue meringue don't tell them all the secrets yet it's not available yet folks don't come in and say i don't want that lavender one i want that dark one ray talked about it's not ready yet. it's not ready yet but it is coming all right so keep that in mind uh there's a lot of other work in lilacs also mm -hmm. we we're actually working with some local customers throughout new england who have found different lilacs and even at prides we found it a dark purple in a in a garden that was different than any others on the market so we've um we put it into production and we have it released this year and of course what what everybody thinks of lilacs they think of what was growing in grandma's yard when they mm -hmm. went to visit so we named it Grandma's Purple. Mm -hmm. So you there can you have the purple that was in Grandma's yard when you visited. That's that's a perfect name. <laughs> um, what other hot plants? I mean, I know there's been new quince that have come out. Um, yeah, the the line of quince in uh, the the storm series that Proven Winters has come out with. There last year there was pink and orange, and this year we're in, we have introduced scarlet. Mm -hmm. The thing about quince is it was always a, it's another early bloomer blooming around the same time as forsythia, and it was a big plant. So a lot of people have gotten away from it because they have smaller gardens. They want more variety in the garden, so they've gotten away from quince, and they had those big thorns that mm -hmm. if you went in to prune them, they fought back at you. Absolutely. Well, the, the storm series has answered those questions. It's a smaller plant, only gets up about four feet or so, no thorns. That's huge. And speaking of you, just the flower. They're double, right. and they're a lot larger than a typical quince flower. So you get a lot more color for in a small package. They are fruitless also, mm. but a lot of people have, haven't been using quince too much lately. That was an, an old-time plant for, for jellies and jams. Yeah, if you want jellies and jams, we still can get some of those old varieties for you. Um, boy, going in there to pick those fruit with those thorns. Oh, boy. And pruning awful but this series does take care of all those problems it does it, again it it solves a lot of issues for the the home gardener mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what else is is kind of hot and new and 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 different well it following along the lines of endless summer hydrangea there's a lot more hydrangeas coming along oh boy here <laughs> Every, we go everybody says that oh boy <laughs> why do we need another one well again uh what they've done here also is making paniculata varieties which are hardier here in mm -hmm. maine with different colors and also smaller plants again right. for the the landscape uh, a couple of years ago one that was introduced and is build, building a lot of following is vanilla strawberry yes it is it's one that it comes out white but boy does it turn pink mm -hmm. and it's a great looking plant so that that's a, a must-have for your summer garden uh, there's a new one coming out again. It'll be later this year called Bobo. Bobo. Uh, who knows where they come up with the name? Is that they're... a paniculata or a macrophylla? It is a paniculata, it so is? it's going to have the large white flower, and it's going to look like a. You just have a vase of flowers in your yard. It's a small plant, and it's loaded with flower buds. I love that. That that will fit a lot of the. You know, the trouble is, we've got a lot of customers that are great at landscaping, but their yards aren't big enough. And so these plants really are fitting kind of those nooks and crannies. And the way I like to talk about 
introducing new plants uh, is, let's face it, sometimes you got to get rid of some of the old stuff to put some new stuff in. And and some of these gardens need those smaller plants. They do. Uh, and in the hydrangea line, there's the city line series. They're mm-hmm. not rebloomers, but again, it's a small package with a great you know one shot of color. A lot of different colors, some bicolors in the flowers. Not as hardy, so you got to be a little careful where you plant them. Uh, great along the seashore here in Maine right. and, and inland a little bit, or in a protected spot. Again, for some of those colder areas, you got to really look at your, your property. You may have some spots, a sunny corner that's out of the wind that a lot of these plants will fit in. We have seen city line uh, hydrangeas doing well kind of in the Kennebunk, Kennebunk Port area. We've seen them doing well here along the coast in Yarmouth, Freeport, um, you know, along Scarborough, down at Pine Point and whatnot. Um, but as you start getting more inland, say 10 miles, we start to see the flower drop off and not perform as well. They still grow well. They still, the foliage is fabulous on them. Um, but let's face it, with macrophyll hydrangeas, we want a flower. We do want a flower. <laughs> and the other, you know, again, looking at some hardier, I know there's been some talk about endless summer not being as hardy in some of the colder regions. A new plant out this year is Tough Stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a serrata type, which is the native hydrangea. So, again, that's going to get you some of that blue and pink color in the colder area. It doesn't get as large as a paniculata also, and it has a little more of a serrated-edged leaf. That's where it gets its name from. So a little bit of interest in the... Okay, now I see what's going on. All right. I'm going to need to add some of those to my order this week, aren't I? we got a truck coming, Tom. That's what I thought. <laughs> so um, that sounds great. Serrata types, um, you know, we've always sold Bluebird. has been a phenomenal one. It's a lace cap. Um, the tough thing is getting it because so many people are not producing it anymore. Um, but this sounds like it'll fit, fit the bill a little bit, too. It'll fit the same kind of... You know, place that Bluebird was fitting. And Bluebird has performed very well. Um, uh, Billow Blue has also been one, or Blue Billow, um, that has done well for us um, in in different spots. But this tough stuff sounds like it's a nice cross and and, uh, should be a nice variety. Yeah, it'll be a nice variety. And I think it'll definitely, you know, spread a lot further inland here in Maine that, you know, you can get that blue color. And it's a lace cap? It is a lace cap type flower, yes. Okay. Okay, so not that big round blue flower or pink flower, but that more lace cap delicate. I particularly like the lace caps. Um, I think if you have a cottage garden look, it really, really kind of melts into the garden really well. Um, You know, where Endless Summer and some of the big flowering ones are a huge show. Um, And we've talked about Endless Summer numerous times and how to get them to bloom properly. Um, You can go back to actually the first show on our podcast. And if you want to pick up the podcast, you can uh, pick that up on our website at estabrooksonline.com. We also will be re-airing this show via that. Um, we send it out on Facebook and our e-news, um, whatnot. So if you can't listen on Saturday mornings, by all means, you can pick it up on the podcast. It'll be sitting there for when you have time. Um, so don't hesitate to join that club. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from The Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks on News Talk WLOB. The only thing you can be certain about is uncertainty, and that's why I want to introduce you and your family to Free Legacy Food, a company that offers affordable and delicious emergency food with a shelf life of up to 25 years. Think about the disasters that have taken place over the last 10 years and how the government has dropped the ball over and over and over. Folks, you and your family's survival is your responsibility. Go to FreeLegacyFood.com, FreeLegacyFood.com. Regular old mulch leaving your plants wanting more? Casella's Organics Nutri-Mulch is a superior mulch for improving any landscape. Made in Maine from aged native bark and earth-life compost, its dark color and rich texture are ideal for perennials, ornamentals, trees, and shrubs. Earth-Life Nutri-Mulch is nutrient-stabilized with compost so the bark doesn't compete with plants for nutrients. Visit CaselaOrganics.com or call 800-4-COMPOST for a source near you. I want a great garden this year, but I don't know where to start. Does this sound like you? With so many great plants available, it can be tough knowing which ones are right for you and your home. 
The gardening pros at Estabrooks can help. Every time I come, they're always helpful to us. They are really knowledgeable about things because I don't know that much about gardening, so they always tell me what you know would be right in my house in the sun and the setting. To learn more, visit EstherbrooksOnline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Welcome back to The Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook, and we're joined by Ray DeFeo, uh, Pride's Corner uh, Farms sales manager. So he's selling me on new hydrangeas today. We're going to have some on the truck for next week. If you'd like to order them, uh, we'll have them coming in because he's going to make sure they're on the truck now. Um, but let's talk about some some new perennials because perennials are, are just a hot, hot, hot category. Yeah, perennials are great. They can you know fill in those spots in the garden. Uh, and there's some that bloom all different times of the year again, um, and all different colors. And one, again, another group of plants that's had a lot of varieties out is echinacea. Mm. <laughs> oh boy, let's talk echinacea. Well, there's Cheyenne spirit coming out. Cheyenne spirit. Oh boy, we're going to have to have some of those on the, uh, website and, uh, because well, I don't think we have that on order, do we? Uh, we'll have to check. We'll uh, make sure you have some. We a probably little, do a little later in the <laughs> season. But Cheyenne Spirit has multiple colors in each plant, so ah, that's it, right. It'll give you that blend of oranges and yellows and reds with one plant. So, and in, again, a more compact type uh, plant for your garden. All colors on one plant. So basically, we're going to get a collage of color with it, and. For those small spaces, you know, it's tough to have 15 varieties of echinacea. Right. So this will give you a really good color selection. Color selection for that, you know, small spot. You just need something for midsummer color. Uh, Cheyenne Spirit will fit the fit the bill there. There's nothing better than Maine gardens in the middle of summer. And this sounds good because I like the hot colors too. You know, I like the oranges and the reds and, and, and mixed with those yellows. Obviously, yellow my favorite color in the garden. <laughs> um, but that sounds like it'll fit the bill. It will. It'll, it'll be good for you. Um, and again, there's uh, some new daylilies coming out. So they'll be, again... Good for your your summer summer color, and in the uh, a great plant that's been around for a while that people may not know it's in our pink ribbon line is that mm -hmm. Veronica Giles Van Hees, mm -hmm. the Veronica that blooms all summer long. So again, people look at annuals to give you that all summer color. This is a plant that'll do it for you and come back every year. Yeah, and and I think it's important for folks to talk with us in the nursery about how to get these plants to rebloom because a lot of times folks don't cut them back as aggressive enough as they necessarily need to and they don't understand that that plant they can get three four or five blossoms you know blooms uh throughout the season yeah pruners can be your your best friend or your worst enemy That's know, right. how, know how to use them right uh but and know how to when to use them right. on the plants and you know that they can uh, give you a lot of color a lot more often. I mean, even Bleeding Heart will rebloom re for you if you trim it back at the right time. Yeah, don't let it get too far past the point of bloom before you do trim back some of this stuff. You know, a lot of times we're busy in, in our life. We are not getting out to the garden. My suggestion is take a walk through your garden every couple of days. Oh, every couple, every night. You, you know, know, that's how you get, you know, if, if you're stressed at work, get home and just let the plants take you away from it. You know, come in, buy some mint, you know, some mojito mint, plant in a big pot every night. Go home, pick a little bit off, make a nice little mojito, then take a walk, a stroll in the garden, uh, Check out all your plants, um, and then go sit down and relax and and whatnot. Yeah, especially on a a full moon lit night. It's great how the garden looks in a full moon. Uh, people think of it only in the daytime, but it you can get a lot of different colors out there when you're looking at it in the moonlight. And what a moon last night! I mean, gosh, I I got up early this morning. Obviously, excited about the radio show and 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 you know just full of energy this morning. Later, I might not be so much, but. Um, you know, I will be in the Yarmouth store today. If uh, you're listening and you want to come in and ask questions or whatnot, I'll be available all day in the Yarmouth store. And wanted to talk a little bit about we're having a big sale too. Um, you know, we're having 20% off all trees, shrubs, roses, perennials, and ground covers till May 9th. It's a huge deal, folks. 
Um, you know, we also have time to order for that sale. So if we don't have it in the yard or whatnot, we've got trucks rolling in every day. Next week, we have 13 truckloads of stuff coming into all three garden centers. So if you don't see it today, you may see it tomorrow. You may see the next day. It's going to be evolving and changing. Obviously, Mother's Day is coming soon, but perennials will have a ton on the trucks this yep. week. And a lot of people are, you know, getting nervous, but they and they're always thinking you can't plant till Memorial Day and and later on. But that's for the annuals. That's for the tender crops, the vegetables. Now's the best time to get the shrubs and perennials in the ground. Give them the soil's starting to warm up a little bit, so it. it let them get their roots going so they give you a good show all season. Absolutely. You know, cooler temperatures, you're just going to provide that root system to build before they actually go ahead and push. There are obviously tender things in the nursery right now. And use our advice um, on what to put in and then protect. You know, a lot of times it's very easy. You can just throw a bath towel over something and it protects it from frost. It, you don't need it to be plastic and all this other stuff and get real funky. A bed sheet, uh, just keeping it off the foliage is typically important, right? That's it. Yep. And it's, you know, a night like last night where it was just 32, the real tender stuff like the herbs and vegetables would be damaged. A lot of your perennials and shrubs, you know, this is what they're used to. So they, they can with, with withhold that temperature yeah. and we're we're uh we're definitely putting out all that stuff um you know please call in we've had one caller come on folks let's go um you know call, you can call us at 775-1310 or 877-393-8255 uh we've got another question from judy uh she's on long island and um she has two spires and a montauk daisy growing in a spot that has late afternoon sun and it sounds like it must be fairly late because they're really stretching and trying to find that sunlight. Uh, she's asking, what you know, where should I move them? A sunnier location, um, but what shrubs can I put there and that will not lack in that sun? And are deer resistant? Shady areas, deer resistant. You have your Japanese andromedas. Mm -hmm. uh, again, not knowing how big a plant she can put there. There's definitely different varieties that'll handle different sizes. Um, so that's a good one that'll give you. A, Early season flower, and to give you a nice glossy green leaf. Some varieties have red red leaf. Being on Long Island, she can work with some of the variegated varieties. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, certainly, you know, you could do something like the blue hydrangeas would be a good one. I definitely think you need to move those plants. They're stretching for the light and it's telling you, I need help. Um, don't hesitate to prune them back. Move them as soon as possible at this point um, just to get them established out in that sun. Uh, a good general rule of thumb is six hours direct sunlight, you know, for those plants. I think will will really make them stocky and, and pre perform a lot better. Um, but some other deer-resistant plants might be viburnums right, would yep. be a great one. Uh, Mauricii viburnums are wonderful, wonderful variety. Um, you may look at at Fothagilla might be another good one, um, but it sounds fairly shady. Um, certainly Cle rhododendrons, but, but we need to be careful on on the deer. Clethra is a great one. Uh, the one thing about Clethra or summer sweet, uh, you're going to think it's dead in the spring. It leafs out very late, you know, sometimes not until June here in Maine. Um, and we have numerous customers every spring that dig it up and bring it back in thinking it's dead when it's actually alive. So, Clether, you always have to think, okay, i got to wait another week and another week and another week. A little fertilizer early helps that break dormancy, gets us flowers a little bit sooner, but fabulous plant. Fabulous plant, especially if it's near a, a window that you have open in the summer or a screen porch because it the summer sweet comes from that name from the flower it's a very fragrant plant uh it's great to have in your your early july flowering all right we're going to take a quick break we'll be ma back with more from the joy of gardening on news talk wlob You may not know it, but most lawn fertilizers actually spread chemicals and pesticides across your entire lawn. Until now, that's been the history of lawn care products. It's also why Espoma has developed an affordable, all-natural lawn program that is safe for kids and pets. The program consists of four organic fertilizers that are specifically formulated to keep your lawn green. 
Each product lasts two and a half times longer than traditional chemical products, and they won't burn your lawn or leach away. You already know Espoma as a name you can trust. They've been making organic plant foods like Holly Tone and Plant Tone for over 84 years. Imagine a great-looking lawn that you're not afraid to walk barefoot on. It's a whole new day in lawn care. Look for Espoma organic lawn food products wherever quality lawn and garden products are sold. And visit Espoma.com videos to learn more about organic lawn care. Espoma, a natural in the garden since 1929. I want a great garden this year, but I don't know where to start. Does this sound like you? With so many great plants available, it can be tough knowing which ones are right for you and your home. The gardening pros at Estabrooks can help. Every time I come, they're always helpful to us. They are really knowledgeable about things because I don't know that much about gardening, so they always tell me what you know would be right in my house in the sun and the setting. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Welcome back to The Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook, and we have another caller. They are listening out there. Hello, this is uh, Tom. How can I help? Hi, am I on, uh, on the air? You sure are. <clears throat> oh, what, great. What's Hi, your Tom, name? How are you doing? Good. How are you? What's your name? Good, good things. I just absolutely love your program. Thank you. Um, it's the first in this area. I live in Gorham. All right. Yeah, and uh, I love your, your uh, garden center. It's just wonderful. The, the help is is just fantastic, and the knowledge is just wonderful. Thank you. Um, anyway, my, my question is, I have a, I believe it's called a cat palm. Okay. And it, it appeared to have, I think, a spider mite. Ah, very common on palms. Okay. So what I did was uh, I just brought it into the shower and washed it down mm-hmm. pretty good, and I haven't seen them on there. The problem is the green in the plant is pretty much gone, except for new growth. Okay. Is there a way to, to make that greener with iron or something? Yes, uh, there's a couple things. Um, has the plant been repotted recently? No. Okay, my suggestion is let's go ahead and get that repotted. Now, you may not want to use a bigger pot, so we might lift that out of the out and, and really kind of take a bunch of the soil off and then rejuvenate it with some new soil. If it's really pot-bound, we can put it in a bigger pot with new soil. Uh, Costa Maine potting soil would be a great choice. Um, because it's going to have a little bit of compost base to it, which is going to have some of those micronutrients. And okay, then we and also... The, uh, the, the Costa Maine potting soil or mm-hmm. something of that nature. Mm-hmm, exactly. Now, the other thing that I think is very important is use um, a fertilizer like Schultz that has miners in it. Um, and when I say miners, it has all those micronutrients like iron and whatnot. Um, we are just getting another shipment. We actually sold out in the last couple of days, but we'll have some coming in next week. Um, but that is a, that's a great fertilizer for all your houseplants because we don't rejuvenate the soil very consistently. Now, how is that different than, than plantone? And is plantone okay to use? Plantone would be fine. Um, I would probably use that more outdoors if I was going to put the plant out for the summer. Uh, you know, you could top dress with that, um, and that would give you some nice micronutrients. Um, with the palm, though, and the spider mite, I think we need to use some insecticide. Um, my suggestion is systemic granules, um, especially if you're going to put it out later in the season. Spider mite are very resilient, and they do not go away very easily. So just washing it off in the, in the, in the shower is not going to get rid of them. And what will happen is they will kind of fester all summer. And then once we get kind of like, you know, when you, the dark months, what I like to say, October to March, half of our year, the spider mite will flare back up. Um, so important to use like systemic granules or one of the systemics um, because it will actually fight from within. Interesting. Um, and, it, you know, every time you water, it will release a little bit um, and it will be taken up by the plant. Um, if you don't want to use insecticides, you know, certainly soapy water will, will help and whatnot, but it never really smothers. Um, the oils are good, but just don't spray it on a hot, sunny day. Okay. Now, th- does that uh, does that color come back, or it, how does that work? Yes, with with some, you know, we may want to hit it with some liquid iron or or um, a granular iron if it doesn't come back. But the likelihood is it's deficient, and by just repotting the plant, a lot of that will change. Um, how how long has it been since it's been repotted? 
Oh, boy. Probably over a year, definitely. Yeah. So I, I think probably the thing is you've leached all those micronutrients right out of the soil. Um, and that's a very common thing with house plants, and that's why we kind of need to rejuvenate the soil. Excellent. Okay. All right. Well, well thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. All and, right. Uh, good luck with your show. I, again, I enjoy it. Thank Please you. don't hesitate to call again. You bet. All right. Thank you. Um, so house plants fruit trees, whatnot. We actually have a question from Norm. Norm has been wonderful, wonderful at submitting questions on our online at estabrooksonline.com. Um, and Norm has, uh, he's planted four apple trees last summer. Now it's spring and he's, the buds are swelling. Everything has come through the winter quite well. Um, but he's looking to see if he should fertilize them. Um, and what should he feed with? So, uh, Let's face it, apple trees, um, they're new, so we don't really want them to fruit much at this point, right? Don't want them to fruit. You do want to, you're trying to build that root system, so definitely a fertilizer with, you know, high phosphorus and potassium in it. Um, some nitrogen, you got to start developing the head properly, mm. uh, get, it, get it going so that you can bear the fruit the next couple of years. Yeah, so Norm, I think a couple things I would recommend... Um, probably would take the fruit off it for a few years. Um, so as soon as you see small apples, you know, go ahead and pick them off. Um, you know, I think that's important. Um, fertilize with some tree tone um, and maybe also put some root stimulator, you know, like a mycorrhizae product like Biotone. Um, that should help, um, but don't hesitate to, to feed a couple times throughout the season. Um, good pruning throughout would also be good. Um, but I think that's going to get you where you need to be. Norm, now we just need you to call in and talk to me. Call in and talk to me, Norm. I appreciate the the, uh, the question. Um, we're going to get wrapping up here. Um, we're going to do the tip of the week. It's brought to you by Melna, melna.org. Um, and we're going to talk crabgrass today because the forsythia are blooming. And now is the time to put your crabgrass preventer, whether it be organic or synthetic um your choice um corn gluten is your organic um and we sell that in in uh the espoma line uh, and that will help prevent um corn gluten but you uh crabgrass but you do need to put enough down so we do have one product that will work well for that and then of course synthetic is a pre-emergent you can't seed your grass new grass with it but now is the time to do it it's important that you go ahead and get that down. Once the forsythia have dropped, that's it. We're done putting pre-emergence. Yeah, and I'd yeah. like to thank Ray DeFeo for being with us today on our first show. Well, it was my pleasure, Tom. I was glad I can come and, and share this with you. Awesome. Well, thanks, Ray. And uh, let's face it, it's Saturday morning. The sun is shining. And uh, the whole week looks great with weather. We've got a lot of product coming in. And... Uh, I want you to get out there. Get out there, work in the soil, order your bark mulch, get it delivered, uh, and enjoy your garden. I'll see you in Yarmouth today. Hope to see you soon. Call in next week. We'll be from 6 to 8. 6 to 8, two hours. Enjoy your Saturday. WLOB Portland and WLOBRadio.com.